The Adam Smith Awards are globally recognized as the industry benchmark for best practice and innovation in corporate treasury. Throughout this dedicated series, we take a deep dive into each of the winning solutions of 2021 in conversation with the creators themselves. Hello, I'm Sophie Jackson, Joint Publisher and Head of Strategic Content at the Treasury Today Group. In this episode, we take a look at the overall and highly commended winners of the best funding solution. Many corporates are exploring alternative sources of funding, diversifying and or refinancing their funding sources. With an increase in M&A activity, we've seen many different types of funding submitted, whether a single transaction or as part of a company's overall debt strategy. And the overall winner of Best Funding Solution is Hannah Harrison, Assistant Treasurer and Head of Funding at Phoenix. Well done. I'm Hannah Harrison, Assistant Treasurer and Head of Funding at the Phoenix Group. I'm the overall winner of the Best Funding Solution Award. Winning Adam Smith Award is a great achievement and recognition by the industry of the hard work of everyone involved. In early December 2019, we announced the acquisition of Reassure, our biggest competitor for consideration of $3.2 billion. Given the size of the transaction, the funding was carefully designed and included debt and equity components to ensure that the key metrics such as capital and leverage remain resilient and within the target range. The work on funding began well before the announcement. The Phoenix Treasury worked with a number of banking partners to secure hybrid underwriting agreement for the debt component in case of a market stress. And the timing could not have been better. The first sign of the COVID outbreak in China was in December 19, soon after the announcement. Instead of waiting for tighter markets, perhaps after a four-year results, the Treasury team worked round the clock to be ready to issue in January. The first debt transaction was $750 million, a restricted Tier 1 capital. This bond included an innovative loss absorption feature, which required approval from PRA and HMRC. The Treasury had an instinct to also issue a larger amount than originally planned ahead of the COVID crisis, de-risking effectively a large proportion of the financing needs. Following that, the debt capital markets were literally closed for a big part of Q1 2020. Phoenix effectively reopened the European subordinated bond market in April with the Tier 2 transaction. Both deals were highly successful, many times oversubscribed and tightly priced. In fact, following the issue in January, Phoenix's entire bond curve tightened off the back of the execution as investors reassessed fair value, giving the exceptional oversubscription. One of the key aspects of the transaction was to ensure that 1 billion of Tier 2 and Tier 3 notes issued by Reassure would be fully eligible and available as a capital of the enlarged group on completion. The Phoenix Treasury team successfully achieved this by obtaining the consent from the trustee of the ratio notes, which was great as this is not common for the trustee to approve this in the context of an acquisition. The Phoenix Treasury also assessed the impact of the transaction on the ratings and worked closely with Fitch ratings in order to assure that the key metrics were not compromised. Fitch revised Phoenix's outlook to positive on the announcement. 
Buying our biggest competitor during the outbreak of global pandemic was quite remarkable. At a time when the regulator recommended to insurance sector in the UK to think about postponing dividends, the Phoenix Treasury team went not only dealing with the crisis and the BAU, but also structuring innovative deals to enable the funding of the major transformational M&A. To announce transaction and the size and the complexity of reassure and receive an upgrade is unprecedented and this is a true testimony of the innovative structure and hard work of everyone involved. Next up we have our first highly commended award winner in this category. And the first is Marcus Diggs, Group Treasurer at Rolls-Royce. Hi, I'm Ed Prince. I'm Head of Corporate Finance at Rolls-Royce PLC. The main impact really is, is the recognition from a prestigious organisation on all the work that, that we did in 2020. Everyone worked obviously hugely long hours. Many people made lots of sort of personal sacrifices to kind of put, put work first, given the situation we found ourselves in. So, you know, winning this award has been a really nice sort of vindication of all that, that hard work and effort that the team put in. I'd say in 2020, given the situation we found ourselves in, the uh, the team probably did as much work in 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 a single year than they would probably do in in five years, and and things were moving so fast that people were you know cancelling holidays, people were working long hours. It was really kind of all hands all hands to the pump, and uh, and to win an award like this is just makes everyone feel like you know clearly it was it was worth it for for what we've managed to achieve for the company. But it's just a lovely thing to be able to sort of sit back and reflect on and say yeah we um we actually did a really good job here. Um, I suppose the biggest challenge was really just how quickly things were moving. You know, when, when COVID hit, our immediate response was obviously to, to take swift action to conserve our cash and, and booster our, our liquidity um, because, we, you know, there was a hugely uncertain outlook. And we managed to do that in a pretty short period of time. We'd, we'd launched a number of kind of self-help measures um, to save over a billion of, of cash, as well as boosting our liquidity by over four billion. And that gave us a bit of a bit of time, but clearly that the market was moving incredibly quickly. And uh, alongside that, we were being, you know, given the outlook, the, the credit rating agencies were were being quite punitive on us. And we, we got downgraded several times over 2020. And that made accessing the, um, the financial markets increasingly difficult. And so, you know, the speed things were changing. It meant that we need to to really kind of come up with a with an in, innovative solution. You know, we were mindful that given the, the new rating we found ourselves in, the credit capacity we once had with our core banks wasn't as high as it might well have been when we were still a, a strong investment grade company. So we needed to come up with a solution, of course, that didn't use up too much bank capacity. And that was obviously to approach the UK uh, Export Finance Agency, the UK government, um, to support us on the, on the financing journey. And uh, I mean, the, the UK government is obviously hugely important to Rolls-Royce. It's by far the most important government relationship we have. And throughout a number of government departments, we, um, we have a fantastic relationship and we receive fantastic support on all, on all Rolls-Royce business activities. Um, within that, Rolls-Royce has developed a superb relationship with the UK Export Finance. Um, and this has been honed over many, many years. And we, you know, we can't really speak highly enough of them um, and their responsiveness to, to our needs during COVID. And it wasn't just this facility. There was obviously increased business as usual export financing um, for our customers. 
they provided increased support to our supply chain finance scheme and obviously the general support of our working capital requirements so you know we we obviously deal with a lot of export credit agencies across across the world but we find that UKEF is is by far the most business focused and and, and responsive and and forward looking and 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 their response to, to COVID was extremely efficient and we're very, very grateful for the support that we were shown. So, you know, moving quickly, I think, was, was the biggest challenge um, and, and coming up with something that was sort of out of the usual approach that we'd normally have when we finance the business. It wasn't really, not so much a learning point, but more like a sort of confirmation of, of a point. It was more that, that you, you really realise, and, and COVID really showed this, you really realise the value of the relationships that we have throughout the financing world. So we've always maintained very, very strong relationships with all our financiers, you know, both current and obviously perspective. And uh, and we've honed these over decades. And the, our ability to raise the, those critical funds in, in a stressed environment, you know, we, we relied on those relationships hugely. And this has been a really long-term approach we've had over many years. And, and obviously when things are going well, um, that's one thing, but you know, when things are are looking stressed, being able to to reach out to these relationships that we've that we've built over many years and say, look, guys, you know, we we need your help here, and and uh, you know, and people can look at us and say, look, we we really trust the business, we trust the long term prospects of Rolls Royce, and and on the flip side, we obviously have a heightened sense of responsibility to all those people that have shown us support, and so we've really learned that the value of the the relationships and you know, the, the time we, we've put in and, and, the, and the journey that we, we go with our stakeholders is, is incredibly important. And, you know, being able to, to access a number of different markets, a number of different um, types of finance has been absolutely critical to both where we were in the, the height of the crisis and obviously as we come out and the recovery and we, and we sort of transition into a, a more low carbon environment, a lower you know, carbon footprint world that we're moving into. We'll continue that journey with our financing partners and we'll continue to build on those relationships. And now it's time for a word from their partner. I'm Julia Sue. I head up City's UK Diversified Industrials uh, Corporate Banking Team based in London. And I look after FTSE 100 Industrials clients and including Rolls-Royce since 2012. At the beginning of the COVID crisis, Rolls-Royce was very focused on ensuring sufficient financial flexibility. As the crisis took hold, which had impacts on, among other things, engine flying hours, most importantly, and the subsequent consequences of the cash flow to the company. And as one of the UK's largest exporters, Rolls-Royce has a strong and long-standing relationship with UK Export Finance, UKEF, and they wanted to raise additional $2 billion debt funding liquidity facility without consuming too much credit capacity from um, its banking group. Rolls-Royce approached the UK Export Credit Agency, UKEF, to discuss an export development guarantee loan introduced by UKEF in 2019 with the aim of supporting UK exporters' overall working capital requirements and capital expenditure rather than linking its support to specific export contracts. The initial facility undertaken was a five-year term loan, benefiting from 80% guarantee provided by UKEF. 
So in order to provide certainty of deliverability and funding during the summer 2020, Rolls-Royce has asked City and three other banks to provide an initial underwriting with the loan, which was subsequently syndicated out to a group of relationship banks. City turned around the underwriting request in a very short time frame, and the deal was undertaken at the height of COVID-19 crisis when there was limited liquidity in the commercial market. And when the majority of aviation-related industry has severe disruption with uncertain outlook at the time. City assisted in building the credit story by underscoring UK government commitment and support to the company and its access to its diversified funding source. I'm Yang Sigan, a senior vice president in export agency finance team at City based in London. Combined with a series of parallel capital raises, this UKF export guarantee development solution stands out as it provided a new stable source of liquidity that would enable Rolls-Royce to sustain and grow its position as one of the largest UK exporters, especially when the aviation market was hit hard by the pandemic. So this transaction was oversubscribed and fully circled among its relationship banks with an attractive pricing. The source of financing from the UKEF Export Guarantee Development Facility, it also allowed banks to manage the capacity more effectively given 80% support from the uh, UK Export Finance, which is a UK government agency. So uh, the company desire, the facility also provides an accordion option for an additional one billion pounds, subject to uh, agreed terms and approvals from lenders and UKF. It is one of the largest um, transactions supported by UKEF and was the first of its kind EDG transaction underwritten by City and three other banks versus uh, club deals. So this deal was then syndicated to a large group of banks at the time during the height of COVID-19 crisis. And this UKEF export guarantee development facility not only provided an attractive source of liquidity to the Rolls-Royce Group, but it also demonstrated a UK government's strong commitment to the main UK exporter to support future export activities. A huge congratulations to all our Adam Smith Awards 2021 winners. Thank you for listening to this episode of our dedicated Adam Smith Awards podcast series brought to you by the Treasury Today Group. More episodes will be coming soon featuring other award-winning solutions. So please subscribe to our channel so you can stay updated wherever you get your podcasts.